Good morning. It's good to be with you as we continue in our time in the book of Acts today. Um, today, we're picking up with Acts chapter 25. Um, we're going to see Paul um, begin to have his conversations with um, Festus. Festus is the new Roman governor. It's funny, you know, for the longest time when I read Acts, and I think it's a good exercise. What we've done is to have read it continuously throughout. I would always get these names confused as who was who. We know Pilate. Pilate's in the creed. Um, but, you know, there's Felix, there's Festus, there's all these people. So it's kind of good to see how it all fits together. Felix was the first uh, governor uh, that Paul was brought before. His time ran out, so they brought in a new one, and that's Festus. And so today we're dealing with Festus. Festus has just come in. He's now taking over for Felix. Um, and so that's kind of where we are. So let's start with Acts 25, uh, verses 1 through 12. Three days after Festus had arrived in the province, he went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem. Always remember, you go up to Jerusalem no matter where you are. Uh, Caesarea is technically north of Jerusalem, but you go up to Jerusalem because that's where Mount Zion is. So he went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem, where the chief priests and the leaders of the Jews gave him a report against Paul. They appealed to him and requested as a favor to them against Paul to have him transferred to Jerusalem. They were, in fact, planning to ambush an ambush to kill him along the way. Festus replied that Paul was being kept at Caesarea and that he himself intended to go there shortly. So, he said, let those of you who have the authority to come down with me, and if there's anything wrong about the man, let them accuse him. After he stayed among them not more than eight or ten days, he went down to Caesarea. The next day he took a seat on the tribunal and ordered Paul to be brought. When he had arrived, the Jews who had gone down from Jerusalem surrounded him, bringing many serious charges against him, which they could not prove. Paul said in his defense, I have in no way committed an offense against the law of the Jews or against the temple or against the emperor. But Festus, wishing, wishing to do the Jews a favor, asked Paul, do you wish to go up to Jerusalem and be tried there before me on these charges? Paul said, I'm appealing to the emperor's tribunal. This is where I should be tried. I have done no wrong to the Jews, as you very well know. Now, if I'm in the wrong and have committed something for which I deserve to die, I'm not trying to escape death. But if there's nothing to their charges against me, no one can turn me over to them. I appeal to the emperor. Then Festus, after he had conferred the council, replied, You have appealed to the emperor. The emperor, you will go. So now Paul makes his appeal to the emperor as a Roman citizen. That is his right. He has the right to appeal to the highest level. And um, he now appeals to the emperor. So we see, once again, we see this plan that's been put in motion chapters ago begin to really um cement and take place where paul has appealed to go to the emperor and so now that's what's going to happen and he will go to rome he is he is headed to rome and so that's where this all the situation will resolve itself and kind of wind up is in rome so um uh you see that um there's this tension you see constantly in acts and honestly, you see it in the Gospels with Jesus and Pilate, um, the Roman officials not really understanding, you know, what's going on. Um, he says, um, let those of you, this is, this, this is Festus, let those of you, verse five, let those of you who have any authority come down with me. If there's anything wrong about the man, let them accuse him. Um, Paul says in verse 11, now, if I am in the wrong and I've committed something for which I deserve to die, I'm not trying to escape death. 
but have nothing to their charges against me. No one can turn me over to them. I appeal to the emperor. So we see the religious leaders are trying to use Rome, uh, just like with like with Paul, with Jesus rather. They were trying to use Rome as the means to execute or, or punish Paul. And the Roman officials want nothing to do with Jewish religious matters. They really don't want to delve into the minutia of Jewish religion. In fact, so you see, um, Festus early on, he goes down to Jerusalem. Uh, verse um, verse 2 says, um, I'm sorry, verse 3, they requested as a favor to them against Paul to have him transferred to Jerusalem. The Roman religious, the Roman governmental leaders, all they want out of the people of Israel, all they want here is peace. They don't want trouble. They don't want fighting. They just want the Jews, the religious leaders, to behave, to keep calm, and to not start trouble. Because that, that's all that's all they want. That's all that's all Pilate wanted. That's all these religious leaders, that's all the government leaders wanted. They just wanted peace. And um they never get it. <laughs> they they never they never have peace there. And eventually it get it winds itself down to 80, 70 when Rome sends a legion and they destroy Jerusalem and they burn it, they burn the wall down, they tear everything up, and uh, the Jews then go into exile across the world. Um and so we see here a desire for peace by the Roman folk. And we see the conflict that's going on between the religious leaders and between Paul. And um, it's interesting to me to think about peace. How there really isn't anything that religious leaders can do that's going to bring peace. I mean, I guess they could have Paul killed. I guess that would have some peace, but they know it's wrong. And so, like you see Pilate in um, Jesus' day, he washes his hands and said, the blood of me is not, this innocent man is not on me. Um, I think about peace a lot. Peace is not the absence of conflict because, um, you know, I think about how sometimes we just wish for no conflict, don't we? Huh. In this world we live in now, we see conflict all over, don't we? See it in the news. See it in our nation. See it in the Holy Land. See it in the Ukraine. See it in our own families, don't we? We're getting close to Thanksgiving. And I know sometimes many of us are anxious about gathering with family because conflict creeps up. Peace doesn't come from lack of conflict. I mean, that's what that's what Festus wants. Festus wants everything to be resolved peacefully and no conflict, and that's just not going to happen. The only way Festus could have got peace here was to do something that was going to be costly and say Paul's innocent. So we're not going to. I'm not bringing him to you. We're letting him go. But to do that would have upset the religious leaders. Would have brought conflict. So there he sits. Um. Now, of course, remember, God's at work in all this. That's the thing. We can we can read into this and we can see the minutiae happening and the things that are happening. But we don't ever need to forget that God's in the work of in the midst of all this because God is getting Paul to Rome. 
so that Paul can preach in Rome, that Paul can teach in Rome, and so that the gospel can take root in Rome. So this is all working according to God's plan. God's are working all of this to bring Paul to where he needs him to be. And so I think sometimes we need to remember that things that we wish for the peace, don't we? We wish for the comfort. We wish for everything to be just perfect. Uh, but if we look sometimes, we see that God sometimes is in the struggles and in the trials and in the testing and in this work and in the tears and in the pain. Um, Paul's been through a lot and Paul's going to go through a lot. Paul still has much that he must go through. But God's in the midst of it. And Festus wants peace. But he's never going to get it. Not in this situation. So the only way he could do it would be to do something that's going to cost. And did he want to pay the cost? So today in your life, maybe you're in a situation with no peace and there no easy answers. Maybe you're in a situation where the conflict's not going to resolve itself. But you're just going to keep fussing. Maybe you're in a situation where you don't know. Just understand that God's in the midst of our struggles and our trials and our pain with us. God was in the middle of all this with Paul. And God brought Paul where he needed Paul to be. God's with you in your conflict, in your struggles, in your pain, in your situations. And so in your situations, if there's no peace... If there's a path that you can take to bring peace, take that path, even if it costs you something. Because frankly, the peace you're going to have is better than the conflict. But sometimes the conflict's not going to abate. And in those moments, do what Paul did. Paul trusted that God's plan was him for him to be to Rome. And even if that plan was full of conflict and struggle, Paul trusted in God's plan of getting there. So none of us like conflict. None of us like fussing. None of us like pain. Paul, Festus, all these folk are in the middle of it. So there's a path forward for you that brings forth peace. Walk that path, even if it's hard. But if there's no path, you're just stuck in it. Trust in God. And trust that ultimately, he will lead us to where we need to be. That ultimately, we'll have, we will have peace. Because peace, like hope, like joy, like love, peace is not a concept. But peace is a person. And that person's Jesus. So, so uh, tomorrow we'll see um, Agrippa come into the scene and we'll see how what happens there. So Agrippa is the Jewish king. So um, thanks for being with us. And uh, tomorrow we'll pick up with verse 13. Have a great day.